2: Have you ever heard of World Rainbow Sprinkled Donut Day? There's also World Talk Like a Pirate Day.
1: Yeah, there are all kinds of days like that, but some of them are very serious and, and World Romance Scam Prevention Day, this is a serious one.
2: I'll go with that. As luck would have it, we're gonna to talk to the founder of that day today.
1: Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam Levin. I'm Beau Letter. And I'm Travis Taylor. Kathy Waters, welcome to What The Hack. So you're the co-founder of Advocating Against Romance Scammers. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Advocating Against Romance Scammers um, brings a lot of information, education to victims, and we have great resources for mental health, psychological, emotional, as well as identity theft
2: services. Okay, Kathy, so how did you get into this?
0: My mother's friend um, was talking to my mom about a new guy she had met online. Uh, He was a soldier in the Army, and he was deployed, and he was soon to retire. Uh, They started talking for a few months, planning their life together. He had a child. Uh, she was finally going to be a mom that she had always wanted to be and they talked about buying a house and uh, putting a down payment down so he had asked for a few thousand dollars uh, for a down payment because he knew who the real estate agent was and so she trusted him sent him the money and um, from then on she continued to send money through gift cards and um, come to find out it was it was all a scam she i had seen his picture on her profile, looked him up, saw on the uniform, it said Denny on it. Uh, So I looked up Army Man Denny, and I found Brian Denny, who is now my co-founder in our nonprofit, and told me, you can look up any name with Denny, and you'll find his picture. And sure enough, I did. So I screenshot a lot of those accounts, sent them to her. And unfortunately, she still had a hard time with it, of, of believing the story. But For years now, she still thinks that he has something to do with it. She really believes that Brian is
1: tied to them in some way. Which brings up a point I think about when it comes to romance scams. Is it all made possible by how isolated people are? I think a lot of it is. Um, I think things are getting better now, as in
0: with the loneliness. With COVID, when that hit, the numbers rose because everybody was home then and so the internet was their socialization but um unfortunately it does hit a lot of the lonely people and it can even stem back to people who have had issues since they were young children i mean everybody's story is different the scammer stories usually stay the same uh just because they usually read on the scripts but everybody's emotional and psychological history is different
1: and it can impact anybody what sort of increase did you see during the pandemic?
0: When I first started this about seven years ago, we saw more 60s to 80s range, and uh, it's been getting younger. 50s now more 50s to 70s. Uh, during the COVID, though, it was it was hitting the, the felt 30, 35 ish.
2: It sounds like in the beginning of romance scams, growth online, it was um, hitting people who were not digital natives. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people then didn't realize how many crooks were out there online, and they still trusted a lot of people. I think that was a lot of it. Um, And then with the younger group, you see, that are getting scammed on here, they never think it's going to happen to them because they do know how to you know, maneuver around a social media site and know the the red flags. And just because you know them doesn't mean that you're not going to be vulnerable in one part.
3: And is this um, mostly from what you're seeing, um, like app based with uh, dating apps or social media or kind of what's the platform that they're dealing
0: with? All of them. Anything that has a, a, a chat.
1: So we're talking about some sort of real-time messaging feature, which is integral to most platforms. And it's important to remember that while a scammer may approach a target on social media, they may move the conversation to another platform. That's a classic move.
2: Are the, are we talking about seniors using sort of dinosaur legacy programming that, like where they're, they're they they're easy targets because they're like, hi, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm Bob. I'm handsome.
0: No, not necessarily. I, you know, Everybody of all ages are on the social media. And a lot of times it's to see family who live far away and, you know, they get to see the pictures and stuff and they belong to support groups. Some people have, you know, had losses. And so they belong to support groups that have to do being a widow or widower. And that is where a lot of these scammers will hang out and try and find their next client. Uh, But it's through their messaging system,
2: mostly. Wait a second. Now, Kathy, you said client. Is it not victim?
0: Well, they are absolutely victims in my eyes, but the the scammers uh, refer them as their clients.
1: Wow! So, Kathy, it starts with someone that may be lonely, correct?
0: Yes, usually that's the that's the persona of the person who is going to be scammed. Um, the the scammers will send out hundreds of emails to different potential victims and only a few of those will latch on to those because those are the ones usually who maybe are in a more vulnerable state. I think a lot of times they're lonely, or maybe they don't think they're lonely, but they are a little bit more than what they thought. And so they do get trapped in these words. The attention is always something that a lot of these people hang on to and it's almost like an addicting factor. They will also do their own research too on somebody's profile. Uh, once they start you know, talking with them, getting social communication going, they'll notice some of their hobbies that they do. They'll look in their pictures, see that they have grandchildren. I mean, they try and find any kind of links that they can to bring in that more emotional um, connection.
1: and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. This spring, get
2: out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
3: So the question I have here is that there are literally billions of people online, um, especially in social media. So in terms of this process, how are these scammers picking their uh, victims or clients, as you put it?
0: Some will try and find them in groups where people are more vulnerable. Uh, They will also go on to somebody they've been speaking with, going on to their friends list, asking all of their friends online if they would like to be friends or try and connect, send them a message. They will send out messages by the hundreds just to try and get one or two to connect with them.
2: Okay, wait, Adam.
1: You look marvelous. Why? I never thought you'd... it, It must be my just turned seventy-four. a glow.
2: No, 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 it's that shirt. That shirt makes your deltoids look positively gigantic, like stringy, muscly, Fabio-like. I think because I'm in love with you. I am uncomfortable.
1: Because it is my Psycho Bunny shirt. Psycho Bunny, I love
2: Psycho, Psycho Bunny. Psycho Bunny. Do you know what? What? I actually had a dream that I was gonna marry a 70-year-old man who wore Psycho Bunny shirts. This then is I'm weird. too old
1: for you, because I'm not 70 anymore. No, but dreams are never exact, but I
2: think you might be my dream come true. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I have
1: been thinking about a neurotic bearded person as someone that I could you know, so... <laughs> get together with, so. That is, I mean, is, is it that simple? It's just kind of like
2: getting in there and being so, uh, but not with a voice, right? There's, they're, they're usually not on the phone.
0: Right, right. And you know what I have learned over the years that I've been doing this, after doing different types of research with the different victims, that most of them, their love language is words of affirmation. And it just all makes sense.
2: When I think about it, though, there's a lot of different ways in which these scammers scam people. Um, but not at the end of the day, what makes romance scams so easy to fall for?
0: I think it's a little bit of a combination of the words. And I think it's a combination of where a person is in their life emotionally. It's pretty fascinating when you, when you think about it and and especially how manipulating they are to the victim to where the victim doesn't even trust their own family anymore. Um, it's the brainwashing in this scam is absolutely extraordinary.
2: Okay, so talk about that. It sounds like you're saying the scammers isolate their clients or victims um, and uh, in, in such a way that they take over their psyches.
0: Absolutely. Yes, they definitely try and isolate them. They will tell them, you know, don't tell anybody about our relationship. And that's simply because. People from the outside can absolutely tell what's going on. You know, we can see the scam just like my mother's friend. And when she was telling us the story of this, we all knew it was too good to be true. But how do we prove this? And I was very fortunate to be able to find Brian. A lot of people can't find the right person or the real person. And when when that happens, you can't get closure. You can't prove to the person that this is a fake person your loved one it's a fake person and how do you move forward in trying to tell them that this is all fake when they've got the scammer on the other end being questioned by the victim and they have an answer for everything
1: how do scammers get their clients to actually listen to them and not their family and friends i guess it's an isolated person isolating an isolated person even more and then say, putting you in a position where how do you, you can't prove a negative. Yes, absolutely. It, it's very much like
0: that. I used to compare it to like an addict, like a drug addict, but uh, researchers have been doing this and they're looking at it like uh, like a domestic violence abuse, the psychological, emotional abuse that goes along with those kind of relationships as well. They are tying that more into it than a drug addiction.
1: How how does that work?
0: Well, it affects your brain. You know, it's um we like to hear those words. It's like at the beginning of a really a real relationship in person. You know, you you get to go out with the person, you have a good time, they make you feel good. It's very similar like that. And you want to call that person, you want to see them again all the time. And but this is just all done online. And you start to trust that person, their word. You know, and it just all kind of falls in place for them. They will give them, like I said, the promises. They will start bringing in other people, uh, such as like their their child. The scammer will bring in their their child Uh, and um, to talk with the with the client to try and manipulate them even more. The person that they use, their partner in the scam, um, will call this person mom or dad in any way to get into their mind just a little bit.
2: So you know, I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience, but um, let's just say, you know, I've been I'm in a long term relationship, Kathy, and every once in a while, the person I live with gets annoyed by me, and sometimes it happens when she's on a work trip. She's not alone. <laughs> so there's there's a certain dopamine hit you get when you're waiting for that text. And it arrives, and you think, Oh, all is well in the world. Okay. And I think that part of this process involves that dopamine hit. Cause I remember in the last breakup that I had, th- there were cell phones and there was texting. And we went from texting each other stupid things all day long to nothing. And the silence was really difficult. It was so hard to handle. That is the basic psychological uh, situation that family and friends are up against, no?
0: These victims depend on those texts coming in, and each text makes them feel good. Um, one of these tactics, as the scammers do, when they're starting to be questioned a lot by the victim, is completely disconnect from them. They will block, that, block the... Um, the victim from everything, and will stay away for a few days. And in those few days, that victim feels like their world is falling apart. And when the scammer comes back and will apologize, the victim feels better. Then they feel like, I'm never going to ask another question again because I don't want that disconnection anymore.
3: One thing I'm uh, wondering about here is whether or not the um, scammer is just flattering their clients.
2: But it also sounds like they're being psychologically way more uh, nuanced in understanding that if they withhold attention, the connection will become stronger and the need for that phone lighting up with another message. So Kathy, how, how, how does that play out? So once we're there... What's the next beat in a romance scam?
0: Uh, it just continues on its story after story and these stories are outlandish. And you wonder how so many victims can be can be like attracted to that. It's you know if it's if it's not they're in the hospital because they were sh- they were shot, they're in jail or they're going to they won an award and this award is money or gold and they're going to send a package And then the package gets lost or the package is stuck in customs and they have to pay thousands of dollars to get this package out. And then once you pay, it gets stuck again or it wasn't enough. I mean, it's just on and on. And if they get questioned, then the scammers pull back again. So it's it's just it's a vicious cycle that just keeps
1: messing with these victims' brains. Aren't they part of like a consortium of scammers?
2: Yeah, and you may be, the, the victim may believe they're having a conversation with one person, but they're being uh, tag-teamed by, by many people who all know the script.
0: They, they work in groups. Um, they work with their stories together. They will be each other's family members, a part of the story. Anything to get these, the victims to believe. What they have to say, and that's one of the things. When I talked to them, like, but I talked to their son, and I, you know, where I talked to their mother on the phone, it's like, no, 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 you didn't. It just makes the story more real.
3: How long is the lifespan of the average uh, romance scam? Is that like days, or months, weeks, years?
0: Yeah, it, it can definitely go years. I talked to one lady that it was seven years long. Oh wow! Um, or, or you know. It, And days, too. I mean, sometimes people really do recognize it right away. Those are usually the ones where the manipulation isn't so heavy. But you get into the ones that are, you know, just a few months. My my mother's friend was in it for four months, I think it was, a total. Mm -hmm. And she had sent about $35,000 to him in the matter of that four months of somebody she never even met in person.
1: What is the largest amount of money, based on your experience, that you've seen someone lose to a romance scammer
0: um for for somebody that was that came up to me as a victim, about a half a million
2: i I think of the emotional response that these scammers are able to get out of their victims, and it reminds me of you know uh, a sort of casino vibe where you sit in front of the the uh, slot machine or you play. Roulette or whatever, and you're just like, maybe this time it's gonna hit. And then and you're and you're okay with losing a thousand dollars on Monday because you're gonna be at the casino till Thursday and you never know if you're gonna hit. And these scammers understand, like they have the example out there, right? Of casinos. Like people give all their money to casinos all the time. It's perfectly legal. So what are they after? They're after that dopamine hit. How about? We do the same thing here. It sounds to me that's how I can explain that a person over the course of seven years would hand over a hundred thousand dollars because they're not doing it all at once. They're doing it in drips and drabs, and by the time they you know realize what's happened, they have been completely bankrupted.
1: Well, you know we are a shame-free zone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Anybody, and I mean anybody, can be a victim. Not me. You. Yes, I would agree with that. I agree with that. We know that a lot of people just are embarrassed by this. They don't want to talk about this. They don't report this. But based on those who do report, is there any idea as to how many people become victims of romance scams every year?
0: I spoke with the the ex-head uh, of the IC3, which is the Internet Crimes Complaint Center. Uh, they are the center where you will report for the FBI for the cybercrimes. And she said that they felt probably less than 3% actually report the scams. And with $3 billion going out of the United States between romance scams and the uh, the pig butchering scams, that's astronomical. And to think that people don't feel safe enough to come forward to report um, is mind-boggling. I feel awful that these victims are going through this alone. And they are not alone. So that's a huge part of this day, too, is to for people to be aware that you are not alone and that there is absolutely support, not only here in the United States, but all over the world.
3: How do we make people feel safe about coming forward, about their experiences with these uh, scams?
0: It's important for victims to know that their identity is safe with organizations that are out there and. I mean, you you definitely have to be careful. There are other groups out there that um, probably aren't so safe with your with your identity. Hmm. But if you do your own research and you look into the groups that are out there, um, there's several um, great Facebook groups. Um, you're more than welcome to come to our site. We can give you some names of the people that we work with. But I know a lot of people are afraid to report to law enforcement because. It could get back to their family. They could be dragged to court, and they don't want to give, you know, their information. and And those are those are solid concerns. But your justice is worth far more. And um, and I'm not saying that your maybe your marriage, because some married people do get involved in the scams, isn't important. But I am saying that you you definitely deserve um, to maybe see this scammer be put in jail. Unfortunately, you don't get your money back, or
1: it's very, very rare that you'll get your money back. So do these happen more on dating apps, social media? Are there, are there other ways that scammers prey on people that we're not aware of? Scams are all over, really.
0: I mean, the, the majority of the romance scams right now are happening, happening within the social media, any chat sites. Um, but you can find scams anywhere your phone, your emails, but romance scams, particularly in the messaging and uh, social media sites.
3: What, if anything, should these uh, messaging sites be doing differently?
0: I absolutely think that they need to be uh, stricter with safer sites. Match Group has been a supporter of this World Romance Scam Prevention Day since the beginning, and we would love for every social media company to follow suit. There's no reason why there should be so many scams online. I believe that they also need human eyes on these reports that people are reporting these fake accounts. We're getting, you know, the same automated information and responses back that it's not within their community standards. And as a huge example, um, I turn in Brian's accounts very often, the fake accounts, and I, I turn them in as a friend of his. And so Brian will get the information that somebody reported an account. And once he gets that information, they'll come back and say it's within community standard. How can they respond to somebody, the actual person, and say that the fake account is real? It's mind boggling. There are a lot more needs to be done in that realm of of safety on the platforms. And these, unfortunately, a lot of the platforms aren't on
1: board. If you could wave a magic wand, And things would immediately change. What would you have them change? What policies can you make them do that would be far more inhospitable to people who are masquerading as people like Brian, for instance?
0: Every website out there, every social media website out there have great community standards. They just don't follow them. So, unfortunately, I mean, we're not ones that want to regulate everything, but social media needs to be regulated they have been self-policing themselves for decades now and it has gotten us nowhere it's gotten us worse actually in worse spots and um, to where you know it's, it's not just the money it's the lives that are being lost and they're not held responsible for it and yeah unfortunately i mean you know i would think that waving that magic wand i would make them responsible for any crimes that they're allowing online
2: and you mean legally in a court of law responsible. Yes. Answerable yes, right. to the law.
1: So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing and I need to make split second financial decisions. And that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts – I love the customizable charts – they have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash tech. All lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
2: Tell us a little bit about World Romance Prevention Day. Is that like an is that like, you know? Uh, National Daughter Day or Pet Your Dog Behind the Scratch Your Dog Behind the Ear Day is it, is it a real day or is it a is it a marketing thing? What is it?
0: Oh, it's absolutely a real day. So we were able to get it registered. All oh,
2: right, I made it sound like you were involved in romance prevention.
0: My bad. Right, right. And so it's World Romance Scam Prevention Day, and we were thinking about it at the beginning of the year. You know, maybe we should look into this. How does everything else have a day? But something this important and the money loss and the losses of lives because of this, it needs a day of recognition. It needs a day for all of us to come together and put out as much education and awareness as possible. So we went ahead with it and people are really supportive of the day. And and I'm not just talking within the United States. This is something that's going on all over the world.
1: So what happens on this day of recognition?
0: So for us, we are doing the webinar. It's hosted by InfraGuard National Members Alliance. The London police have two days worth of work that they're doing. They're getting their law enforcement together. They're having speakers come out. I mean, so many countries are getting together and actually recognizing this day. And it's really just to promote the education that people are not aware of, and I really think that the stigmas that are out there is because people haven't educated themselves in this scam, and they're very quick to point the finger of how people just send money to strangers, which is absolutely not the case. Obviously, it has a lot to do with the manipulation.
2: It has been so great to talk to you. We really thank you so much, especially, and we know how busy you are trying to get the word out about these romance scams.
0: So what's your website? It's advocatingforyou.com, and it's the letter U, not Y-O-U. And then we also have one for the World Romance Scam Prevention Day, and that's protectingheartsday.com.
1: Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you, and keep up the good work, Kathy.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you guys making the time for me and this day.
2: So, one thing that I wanted to get into more, but um, we, we didn't manage it, is the way scammers work with gamers and how that might involve human trafficking. Adam, I, as you know, I'm not a gamer, but I know that you and your son do play some games. Um, do those games allow other people to, um, in, you know, that you don't know interact with you? Can you play with somebody who's in Ohio when you're in California or whatever?
1: I have not, but I know that he does. And when that's happening, that
2: person, remember, I spend the majority of my time outside splitting wood and talking to groundhogs. Um, (laughs) When you're on those games, they can talk to you. Is that right? How on earth does it work? Well, it's a pretty standard feature of just about
3: any gaming platform right now where you're able to communicate with other people that you're playing with or against.
2: Right, but if you're playing, like, I'm shooting people, I'm like, yay, haha! you just exploded. Like, uh, I find you so attractive. It just doesn't, it seems dissonant to me. Like, I'm not going to. Be- All <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do is, uh, I,
3: don't, I don't think they uh, come on that uh, strong initially, but uh, <laughs> what you can do is just add someone as a friend if you've been playing with them for a bit. And then when you add them to, uh, as a contact, that means that they can uh, communicate with you sometimes even outside of the game. And just on the platform. And then you can kind of build a uh, friendship there.
1: Travis, where does the human trafficking part come in?
3: Unfortunately, the way that this has been working of late, especially in uh, countries like Cambodia, is uh, people get drawn in with the opportunity to make a lot of money working in an office uh, if they can speak English. And then it ends up being that they are technically enslaved. What? Yeah. And what are they enslaved to do? to reach out to other people online. So every time you have someone saying like, hey, I like the way you just performed that headshot or whatever in a, a video game, yeah. that is very often going to be someone who is uh, indentured at a minimum.
1: Wow. Well, this is one of the things that's just so mind-boggling about all this is how complex it is, how many people are involved, all the different roles they play.
2: Yeah, I mean, but it is that sort of like pull a thread or go down a rabbit hole and, you know, you're lost. It's just, it just you know, it is It's exactly as you say. It's kind of mind-blowing. But um, so I learned a lot today. How about you guys?
3: Definitely. I mean, we've certainly had some people who've been uh, victims of romance scams online, but uh, no one that's been, I think, uh, quite as high up in terms of dealing with that. I think her uh, insight has been invaluable.
1: It's a terrific organization uh, and and you know one of the big things that it deals with is this is really an addiction, wow, yeah, I
2: mean, and I can say I know a bit about that as you know and and it's it's it it hits the same buttons i do I think it does, and that's the hardest part because when you have a family member who's like giving money away to a stranger and you're you you say, well, the stranger is actually. Refers to as a client and they're based in Indonesia or Nigeria or wherever, or Turkey or Poland, or Russia. You know, they're not gonna believe you because they're like, Yeah, but don't you dare take away my drug. Alright, guys, what is this week's tinfoil swan?
1: Do you mean our paranoid takeaway to help keep you safe on and offline?
2: Uh yeah, I do. So, this week it is how to scam-proof an online romance. Well, as you both know,
3: I'm a very romantic soul. So
1: very. Oh, yeah. I completely. Yeah, I'm enthralled. Yeah, are you, though? Yes, Travis. Totally. That he voice is? gets to me all the time.
2: Well, maybe you are, but I don't. Te- I don't read him as romantic. Travis is a romantic.
3: I have a voice like Barry White. It kind of comes with the territory.
2: No, and and his wife loves him a lot. So, okay, we know you're romantic. What do you got? She does,
3: but I love your hair too,
2: bro. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, <laughs> it's get It gets you nowhere. Flattery will get you nowhere.
3: Well, uh, one of the main things that uh, we've gotten into is that with a lot of the folks who are online looking for love or companionship even, um, that makes them into an easier target. But one yeah. of the great things about the internet is that it actually helps facilitate finding true and legitimate uh relationships what do you like
2: about my hair travis
1: it's long it's luxuriant and there's a very luxurious man bun at the end
2: i i agree And, and and but i have to say again that i get that people go online to find love guinevere and i met at the dog park and as much as she thought I was a stalker in the beginning, um, it, it was a person-to-person meeting and it was it doing something that we both like. It's the way to meet somebody, doing something you both like. Adam, you met your wife through a mutual friend. Travis, you met your wife in college.
1: Yeah. None of us... But I have a lot of friends who met their wives online and are very happy. going to use the internet for love the bottom line on all this is use it in all its glory because it can also show the lie too but you've got to do research you got to put some work into it
2: yeah and and also be open to the possibility that the person you're in love with isn't a person at all
1: but what are the red flags here the the red flags are often you can't see them you can't hear them you get wild stories and all roads seem to lead to the same place which is money they want your money or they want a compromising picture that will then lead them to a lot of money
2: yeah and even more dire consequences as we learned in a recent episode with john demay so listen if you are the victim of a romance scam remember this is serious stuff and it can lead to really serious outcomes don't keep it to yourself you can talk to the police. You should f- for sure talk to family. If it's something that's embarrassing or may damage your relationship, there's always going to be someone that you can talk to, and you need to do that. 100%. Yep.
1: Well said. And that's our tinfoil swan.
3: What the heck with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. You can find us online at adamlevin.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.